As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Saints Happy Hour needs your support. The Saints are going to have a great 2021 season, but Saints Happy Hour needs more support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on the Spotify Green Room app. Thanks to everybody joining us live. They downloaded the Spotify Green Room app and they can t- they're going to talk to us. We're going to talk about everything Saints. Uh, if you listen to this later uh, on the replay, download the Spotify app. Join us every Wednesday. We're here every freaking Wednesday. Nine o'clock during football season, except last week because of Hurricane Ida chaos. I had a I had my entire family here. My house went from three people to nine people. It was chaos. We apologize. We're back on schedule now. Uh, Andrew, today was the day, baby. The Saints, they did it. They traded for a corner. And I told people in the, before we started recording, I, I, the more I think about it, I'm really, really stunned. They got a corner in Courtney they, I, Bradley Roby. <laughs> I got a corner in Bradley Roby. Sorry, you started to say Courtney, didn't you? I, I did. I started to say Courtney. I, I'll be honest. When we did the breaking news podcast today, when I typed out the title, I typed out Courtney Roby. Like, nah. it's, it's, it's a huge hurdle for me to overcome. I will not lie. But, Andrew, I was just surprised that they were able to get a corner this good, you know, three days before the season starts. Like, I, I'm stunned the more I think about it. Yeah, well, it's, look, better late than never. Uh, they have more cap space now than they did maybe earlier in the offseason where, it, you know, and, and the thing is, I think with the cap situ- situation being what it is, I don't know that the Saints are ever going to be able to compete to get a guy like that on an open market where, you know, contract numbers are getting thrown out. So I think it really had to be a situation where it was an existing contract 
and they can create space down the road. And so th- this was always the path it was going to be. And I think they've been in the mix in trade talks mm-hmm. with other guys. This is just the one that happened to come to fruition. Yeah, the rumor is that uh, the Texans are looking to trade Brandon Cooks too. Maybe the Saints. I don't think they can get on that. That's too much cap. But the rumor is that he might go to Kansas City. The 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 uh, the Texans are. That'd be, full, that'd be crazy. The the Texans are in full tankapalooza mode. Like they're like, we cannot go. We cannot win four games. We gotta win. We gotta go one in sixteen and get the number one pick. I mean, I mean, when they decide to not play a healthy Deshaun Watson. That he's not like they could play Deshaun Watson if they wanted to. When they made that decision, that means you got to go full tank. But that's we're not a Texans podcast, so we don't give a damn. But Andrew, this uh, Bradley Roby, he is the Sean Payton trifecta. He went to Ohio yeah. State. He went to Ohio State. <laughs> His RAS score is nine point eight, and he does PEDs. Like he's the perfect Saints corner. You'd build that in the lab. Like there's yeah, so he is suspended for the first game, of the first, first game. week of the season, uh, because of PEDs, like you said, and somehow Onyemata has six games and he has one. I'm not really sure how that it, works. Yeah, he but... did the he did the last five games of last year. Oh, so fin- oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. So he's finishing it up. Right, I see. Well, um, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so we'll see, man. I mean. The thing about Roby, so in the chat, we, we have uh, Joey was asking how long is his contract. So he, he's locked up for this year and next. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if the Saints add a ghost year uh, to try to make that work or how they manipulate the cap to make that you, happen. You, you te- me and you were texting. I was Because I was under the impression that you can't redo a contract more than once a year before the next NFL calendar year starts. And I was like, well, who can they redo? Because they had to redo so many to get under the cap this year. You said Marcus two first. You just add a ghost year to him, boom, you got the you boom. got the rope. You get six point five million dollars right there if you ghost year him a year. So I mean there's other stuff they can do, but that that one's the easy, you know, get almost seven million in cap space right there. So uh, they've been holding that bullet in the chamber. I mean, there's other stuff they could do. They could extend Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, they could extend Armstead. Um, so, but yeah, they're kind of out of like the, the bonus trick. That that that's kind of run its course. They, they've basically given bonus money to every do every veteran on the roster that that's has right. contracts. <laughs> that bullet is kind of that. That's all used up. But um, no, look, I, I mean, they've been talking about it. We knew this was going to happen. It was just a matter of who it was going to be. I got to be honest though. When Trufant was signed, I kind of thought he was the guy. Like, I thought – not that the Saints necessarily looked at him as the solution, but that it, it just felt like, okay, this is the best we can do. We're getting Desmond Trufant. That's so, right. for, for them to then go trade and get Bradley was a little surprising. Bradley Roby was a little surprising in the sense that now they've got two guys, but it makes a little more sense when you see that Crawley is the only guy listed on the injury report, and he's – yeah, question. He, he well, I don't, I don't know if he's questionable, but he's a DNP at practice. Um, so we'll see how their the week progresses for him. But if he can't go, uh, you know, obviously Roby's not going to be able to go either this week. So uh, the corner starts to get really thin. We're starting to look at Adebo starting, and then by, behind him, the primary guys would be PJ and and uh, Trufant would have to be fast. Yeah, the weird thing about this is I still haven't seen the compensation on it. Yeah, I haven't eaten. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. making me a little nervous that the deal, you know, might not be 
completely done yet, right? So that that, yeah, that is a does. little unnerving. It is unnerving. Um, and I think I think it goes to the fact that that's why they signed Trufant because a deal's not done until it's done. And they're like, we got to get a corner in here because Crawley. Well, they're probably they're probably also like, if Crawley can't go, we need help this week. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, but but here's the thing about this 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 deal is this guy and 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 we'll get into your your thoughts about hey you think he's not maybe that much of a step down from Jack Rabbit. He might be e- equal to what Jack Rabbit gave them. My thing is, if the Saints had done this on. You know, you said all the reasons they couldn't because they had all the cap issues, and that's. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But if they had done this draft day for like a fifth round pick, if they had done this in June, if they had done this any time before camp, we'd have been like, this is awesome. Corner is fixed. And... That's how I view it, Andrew. I'm like, this is corner is not a. I mean, look, injuries happen, poor performance happened, but as of today, starting week two, I got Lattimore, I got Roby, I got I got CV Deuce. You know, I I got I got I got unvaccinated corner. I got a I got a bunch of guys. I feel pretty good about now at corner. Yeah, I agree. The timing is suspect. I just don't understand. And and by no means are the Texans a well-run franchise. So. <laughs> Preacher man giving people away. Thanks, so maybe thanks. maybe the, the reason it's puzzling is because they're terrible at decision-making. But but I, I, I am curious about the strategy with the Texans and the timing of this trade because if they were tanking all along, and they were going to unload these veterans, and I'm talking about Brandon Cooks, Bradley Roby. If if they were never part of the plan this season, then why drag them through training camp? I just yeah. don't understand why the I coaching know. staff would want to take time, you know, and and then, and then like unload them just before week one. I don't know if they were thinking, you know, injuries might happen to other teams, or as teams are kind of paring down the roster, they're going to get desperate, and we might get the most return, but. You know, yeah. I've always felt like you get your most return right before the draft, right after. Yeah, the draft. And, I don't know. And, and I, I saw this trade, and we did the breaking news, and I got a little nervous. I was like, a- "Am I missing something with this?" So I went to Texans, the Texan, different Texans blog, like Battle Red blog, and different ones. 
and thinking like maybe maybe um uh, they're like haha he's cooked we got a third or fourth round pick from the Saints we we traded they're desperate and we and we and we gave them trash because our whole roster is trash but it wasn't that at all they were like he's the only competent guy in our secondary and we traded him away what are we doing I guess we're just tanking like that's basically. Every Texan blog that I went or blog and Twitter follow that I went to, which was good because they 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 didn't try to pretend that they were getting over on the Saints. Um, the one thing that they were hoping for was that maybe the Texans would cover more of his salary and that would net them a higher pick from the Saints. I didn't think you could do that, but maybe you can. I, mean, I don't under I I, yeah. I don't. I don't quite. I got. I got. I got to tell you, Ralph. Like it's it's mind blowing to me that we spent so much time, so many podcasts, so many phone calls and texts, <laughs> talking about linebacker and corner, and just how concerned we were about the lack of depth, about the lack of players, and you know th- this was at a time where Quan Alexander wasn't back yet, and Zach Bond. I mean, you were calling him Busty Bond every every right. day, and you know this was before the draft, before they drafted Werner, and like. Now linebackers so deep that they don't even have a place to put Warner. I, Warner I was is like an afterthought right now on the depth chart. And then at corner, you now Desmond Trufant is on this roster and he's like battling to be the fifth or sixth corner. It's I, crazy. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It's Robert Mays. It's the football show on The Athletic. And he had Mina Kynes as a guest. And they were talking about the NFC South today. They were previewing it. I thought I was in bizarro world. Mina Kimes, when they were talking about the Saints, she's like, they're really deep. You know, they were talking about the holes, but she was like, they're really deep at linebacker. Demario Davis, awesome, best cover linebacker in football. She's like, she's like Zach Vaughn. I don't even remember him. Did he even play for the Saints last year? And I was driving in my car. I was like, no, Mina, he did not. She's like, he looks great in the preseason. They drafted Pete Werner. They got Quan Alexander. She's like, their linebackers are deep. Deep as hell. And I was like, are we in Bizarro Land? Like, she's talking about the Saints linebacker, Saints being deep at linebacker. What is going on? But it's true. Uh, but uh, it's good. I, I think, you know, we've said it all yet. Now, people uh, request to talk. We'll get to, we'll get to your questions. Joshua, I saw Joshua and Ryan wanted to talk. Join, uh, request again. We'll get to you guys. Um, but, Andrew, I feel like. I know all the answers aren't going to go like we want them to go for all these questions the Saints have. But I feel like as far as training camp went, like I don't know how it could have gone any better besides David Onyemata not getting suspended. But that's not really a training camp thing. They didn't have any injuries. We got a lot of positive answers on Lutz, questions Lutz, we have. Lutz got injured. Lutz got injured. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, Lutz got injured. That's it. We got Jalen Dalton. Yeah, but I mean, nobody like, nobody like super critical and important. We thought about Jalen Dalton as maybe being a guy, and he didn't become important until we saw him in practice. Yeah, I but mean, overall, they, they, they had, the Saints haven't had like a Cam Akers type injury. Yeah. Like with the Rams. That, 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 that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, uh, what you got for us tonight? So my question is the fact that, you know, I looked this up. Um, Stefan Gilmore's cap hit was um, closely similar to what Bradley Robley was going to be heading. Like, right. My question is, if Gilmore was healthy, 
because right now he's hurt. He's on, I think he's on the pub, I want to say. Um, do you think we would have traded for him? Because that Roby, that's pretty big, and I'm I'm probably thinking it's a third possibly a fourth Probably they can remember they can they the saints you can trade compensatory picks if you have if you have them and the saints have a compensatory pick from Fontenot so they can trade that pick they can't trade picks that they compensatory picks that they don't have they can't trade them until they have them but they know they have that they have that they know they have the compensatory third and look if they gave up a third for Roby I'm freaking fine with it that's to me that's like free money so yeah. I don't I don't care. The one thing with Gilmore, I think I don't think that and Andrew, you, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't think the Saints would have traded for him because he's hurt one, but two, his problem in New England is he wants a new deal. The Saints traded for Roby. He's gonna come in, he's gonna be a good soldier. He's not gonna look for a new deal. The Saints may add some ghost years and give him some cash. But yeah. Well, he's got a he's got a year left on top of this year too, so he's yeah. he's a saint in twenty twenty two unless they cut him or something. So I don't think they, Gilmore I don't think Gilmore was really an option. I think and, Sean and, and, learned his Yeah. And you you can't trade for a dude like they can't add, they can't trade for another dude that they gotta wait six weeks on. You know? That would be four. That would be Lutz, Thomas, true. Onyamada, and Gilmore. No, no. Couldn't not, not gonna happen. Yeah, I just think that that the uh, cornerback situation it's is looking up. Um, I, like much of you guys, I'm still worried about D tackle. I mean, hopefully they'll play out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. If you haven't listened to that podcast by Nina Kynes, and it, yeah, she we were they really think we have a good chance in the the trenches, and I think that's where the game is won. And the one of the announcers on the podcast made a very uh, astute point was basically that he took. The Eagles, when they played the Super Bowl against the Patriots, because he said their line is way better and the Patriots line is just decimated. And then he said when it came time for the Super Bowl, he's like he, he lives and dies by the trenches, but he's like, I took the Patrick Mahomes drug. I was all about Patrick yeah. Mahomes. He can That's get right, over it. Too. And he went against his own advice of like if their line is beat up, they're not going to win the game. Well, I, I, Joshua, as far as the Super Bowl, I – I, I, me and Andrew did like a preview podcast, and I was like, everything tells me that the, the, the Kansas City line is decimated. But I'm like, Patrick Mahomes is just going to figure it out and make magic, and it'll be close, but he'll figure it out. And he just got his, they got their ass whipped in the Super Bowl, you know? So I, yeah. I think the, the lines, but Andrew, to that, like the Saints, the, their lines are good because they've invested in them. Like it's not, it's not like UDFAs and all that. Like, that offensive line, that defensive line, it is high draft first round picks, high. yeah. And I mean, a lot of Armstead. Armstead was a third, but like Pete, first round pick, McCoy, second round pick, but it was their first pick in the draft. Uh, yep. Ruiz, first round pick, Ramchick, first round pick. So, yeah, I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and they extended, and they extended Ramchick. Somebody made a joke on Twitter today. They're like, all these offensive linemen signing extensions should should thank Ryan Ramchek because once the Saints did the deal with Ramchek, every other offensive line contract got slotted and it just boom, boom, boom. And they've had like four of them done since then. Yeah, um, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, Andrew. Let's get into the you know let's get into the Packer game a little bit in that. Um, I know I said it. If you're not a if you're not a patron, you should be, you should become a patron. 
uh, because me and Andrew were doing a podcast every day. You get the booze bundle. You you get the best podcast in the world every day. Um, but the Packers have a lot of injuries that I didn't know. You know, Preston Wilson, he's banged up, although he practiced today. They, he'll probably end up going. That's how it always works for the Saints. Um, but they have they're, – they're missing – how do you say it? Bakatiari? Uh, yep. They're missing him. They got they got a rookie center, a rookie guard. Like they have offensive line issues. Um, they have some secondary issues. They drafted a guy uh, first round in corner, They're, so they they've got some corner issues too. Um, they got coverage issues at linebacker. Now look, they're still thirteen and three. They're still a really good team, but I still think there's places where the Saints can do some business against them. Uh, as we as we sort of dive into this game, what's your thoughts on it? Well, a big sigh of relief, first of all, that everyone's healthy. I mean, Peyton Turner practiced today. Um, Shaquan Smith practiced today. So uh, the only guy that missed was Ken Crawley. He was the only DNP. Yeah. So uh, you, you've got a healthy roster going into this game, which is great. I mean, that, that's how it should be week one. And obviously you didn't have that last preseason game, which was canceled. So I think that helps just in terms of your general roster health. But yeah, that aside, and that, that, that's big for the Saints, but I, I think that aside, this matchup to me is about the Packers' advantage on the perimeter versus the Saints' advantage in the trenches. And we talked about that on our last show, and you heard us discuss that at length. But to me, that's, that's what I keep going back to, and it's like, what's going to be the difference here? We see that all the time. I mean, that, that was mm-hmm. the case in the Super Bowl, where the Chiefs, I thought, had an advantage on the perimeter with Mahomes at quarterback, but they got crushed in the trenches, like you said, and that was really a major factor in why they lost that Super Bowl. So I think it kind of sets up a similar way. And when you're the team that dominates in the trenches, you got to commit to the football. You you can't get down 14, nothing because that that's, that's, that's when the team with the perimeter can really hurt you because then they can, they can run the football. If they're up 14, nothing, they can start to milk the clock and turn you into something you're not. And, and that, that plays into their hands. But so, you know, I, I think there's a clear, when you look at this matchup, there's a clear area where I think the Packers have an advantage and there's a clear area where the Saints do. And, and that, that's the beauty of football is this can go either way, depending on how the game plays out. It's about execution. Of course, it's about how the game starts, but the big question mark is how is Jameis Winston going to respond? I mean, I think that's what yeah. we're all kind of wondering here. I mean, we know at least going into this game until uh, Roby is operational, the Saints have a question mark at number two corner. Uh, we know the Saints may be a little soft at defensive tackle. So you, those are known things. But we also know Alvin Kamara is a beast. We also know that, hey, Callaway's better than everyone thought. We know the Saints defensively outside of number two corner are super solid across the board pretty much. But what we really don't know is how is Jameis going to respond? What Jameis is going to show up? Is he going to throw picks? Is he going to throw touchdowns? Is he going to play it safe? Is he going to be really aggressive? I think we're all dying to see what's going to happen there. The one thing that also too on the, what Robert Mays mentioned today, and I, I knew it was a, it was a big difference between Jameis and Drew, but I did not realize it was this stark. Since 2015, do you know who the quarterback of the 41 uh, quarterbacks that qualified, who is the quarterback that 
through the passes with the shortest amount Breeze. of air yards. Breeze. And who threw the who what quarterback threw the passes with the most amount of air yards by a yard? Jameis. That's correct. That is polar freaking opposites. And I don't know if Drew – I think Sean Payton's going to be somewhere in the middle probably. Yeah, I, but, I, don't think, I don't think Jameis is that with the Saints. But Jameis even being in the middle, it'll feel like the 1960s Raiders with Daryl LaMonica throwing bombs every play. <laughs> like it'll, it'll feel starkly different, Andrew. It, you know? Oh, I think it could easily feel more like 2009 Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, or, or but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I think we're all kind of curious to see what Taysom Hill's going to look like. I mean, signs are really pointing towards him playing a lot of tight end. He, he was right, with the tight end group today at practice. And Adam Troutman's back. But, you know, with Nick Vanette out and on IR for a few weeks, it, it's, sure, it's sure starting to seem like Taysom – Maybe the starter at tight end is certainly the number two next to Troutman. And I think he's going to have a massive role there. How the Saints utilize him? Is is he going to take any snaps at quarterback and do the RPO thing? Um, that I That think, is also a, bit, a big enigma. We haven't seen any of Kamara. We have seen yeah. zero of Kamara in these preseason games. And so I actually – and I go back to we, – we talk about this game a lot. The RG3 game, his first game in the Superdome against the Saints – he didn't play really at all, all preseason. And the, at the time, the Redskins were, were very coy in kind of how they were going to utilize him. And then, boom, first game of the season, regular season, they unveiled this offense. They put up 40 points on the Saints. Pants the Saints. Yeah. Pants and and I, I do think that for the first time really since – I mean, if we're being honest, the first time since 2006. And back then in 2006, I just want to point out, the Saints didn't really know what they had in Drew because his arm was still kind of busted in camp. He didn't have a lot of zip on the ball. Right. You know, Mar- Marcus Colston was a receiver. Like the Saints were trying to figure out what they were at that point. I think there's a lot more of a clear identity this time around. But I, I just, I just think with Deontay, we haven't really seen much of him in the preseason. With Kamara, with how they're going to unveil Taysom Hill and what his role is going to be with Jameis, I, I think there's a he, look, all this chemistry that Jameis had all offseason with Traquan and all this time that they spent together, we didn't really get a chance to see that come to fruition. So I'm just saying this offense, I, I'm really excited to see what it's going to look like because we I, know the, the line is going to be awesome. And I think – so getting back to my point, which sorry, this is super long-winded, but I just think for the first time really ever, Sean Payton is going to have the element of surprise here. Oh, and I, we got we got Matt with us. Matt, I think Taysom, they're going to line him up. They never line him up on the line of scrimmage. They're going to split him out, and they are going to try to roast Green Bay linebackers that can't cover. That's that's my theory with Taysom. I don't know how much he's going to play, but when he plays, he's going to be catching passes. They're going to try to roast those linebackers. Before you talk, Matt, is it? Uh, here's my question to you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Is it po- is it possible that Taysom Hill runs, catches, and throws for a touchdown in this game? Oh my god! I think I don't think he'll run for a touchdown, but I can definitely see him possibly catching and maybe throwing a touchdown. Because no doubt, is, isn't isn't him running for one the most likely? Yeah, because I think 
they're going to be really keen on that. So they're going to do a lot of fakes at the goal line, and you're going to see some touchdown passes and such to taste to taste him instead of you know him uh, running it in. Yeah, exactly. That's my theory. But what else I'm you... ready to Go see unvaccinated corner outperform. <laughs> Uh, the Packers rookie corner, Eric Stokes. That, that's the name is, I was looking for. He's George, Eric Stokes. Be like, yeah. Ha-ha, our unvaccinated corner is better than your, than your uh, rookie corner. Yeah, the one thing I'm worried about is I, I heard today on the Bill Simmons podcast that uh, Jacksonville, they have like a pocket of – they have a giant like Green Bay fan club or something in the Jacksonville oh, like area on. of Jacksonville. Yeah, and they're gonna have like a big block. They of must have fans. a lot of Saints. They must have a lot of Saints fans there too, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could come over from Alabama. I feel like the Saints. I mean, Saint- isn't all? I feel like all of Pensacola and Destin, like the Saints. I feel like there's there's Saints every time I vacation there. There's maybe swag everywhere. Yeah, but say, how far is Pensacola from Jacksonville though? Yeah, I feel I don't know, like man, you don't think those Panhandle people are gonna make that trek? I mean, th- this yeah. is as close as it gets for them as a Saints that's, game. That's right? true. That's true. Um, so, Matt, what else you got for us? What what are, what are you looking for? Yeah, Destin and what? Jacksonville is five hours. It's basically the same Ooh. as going to New Orleans. <laughs> if not, if not, if not longer. <laughs> uh, what, uh, Matt? When you watch the Saints game, what what when you first watch say the first two series? What are you looking for specifically that you'll be feeling good? And what would you look and you'd be like, oh, I don't like that at all? The first would definitely be uh, how our wide receivers do, especially guys like you know, Lil Jordan and, uh, and uh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Harris. But, one, but the next thing would be, of course, uh, our run defense. I want to make sure, you know, if we can still do the, bait, uh, the bare minimum, of just playing a run. If we can do that, I think we're I think we're okay. Andrew, do you think Green Bay is going to be like, you know what? We're going to commit to stopping the run, and we're going to go man on. We're going to put we're going to put Alexander. We're going to put Alexander on Callaway. We're going to single Trey Quan. We're going to single Taysom if he's there. We're going to single them all, and we're just going to dare them to get open, and we're going to shut down this run, and we're going to pressure the crap out of Jameis. Like, do you think that would be the plan, or do you think Green Bay's plan is like, nah, we're going to rush four, and we're going to drop seven into coverage, and these crappy receivers won't going to get open, and Jameis will make mistakes because he's Jameis. Like, which which yeah, way do you think Green Bay I, I would mean, go? I mean, if I'm the Packers, I would do the latter and dare Jameis to check down. Because I, I think the the theory there has to be that at some point he's going to try to force the ball in there and he's going to make a mistake. You know, I think you've got to bank on the fact that I want Jameis to prove to me that he's a changed man. I don't believe that he is. Yeah, you know, I think that's got to be the approach. Although I do got a qu- I got a question. Which one? Which do you think will happen first? Call Grandison getting a sack. Little Jordan Humphrey scoring a touchdown. Tony Jones scoring a touchdown. Or Calvin Throckmorton playing at least one offensive snap. Well, I don't. So, want, I don't want Throckmorton even active. Well, Throckmorton. Pro- I mean, Throckmorton. There, there has to be two injuries up front because oh, you got to no. think Hurst. Hurst is the primary backup at every position except center. And if McCoy goes down, they'll probably move Ruiz to center and put 
Hurst at right guard. So I kind of view like no matter who gets injured up front, Hurst is probably going in first. So yeah. you'd have to have two line injuries for Throckmorton oh. to be in play and, and, you know, F that. So, um, yeah, I, I do not want that to happen. Uh, okay. Well, so yeah, what, Granderson, Granderson sack, little Jordan walk. touchdown. And what was the third one? Oh, Tony Jones. Uh, yeah. Tony Jones scoring a touchdown because he's now running back too. Ooh, I know. I think, I think I would go. I mean, I would say that, Tony Jones scoring a touchdown is akin to Latavius Murray scoring one last year at this point, you know, just yeah. in terms of how much he's going to play and touches and Latavius Murray got in the end zone some. So I yeah. would say that's probably most likely I'd go with Jones scoring yeah. a TD. Uh, I think he's little... going to play. I, I, I think Sean he's going to play. A loves ton. the kid. I think he's going to play a ton and he's, he's going to get cut. 10 touches. I bet he's real. He's really good. And I, I, I I think that that's the best bet, and he he he's just like he you know you you said it last year, Andrew Zach Streif was like he's really good, like they like him. He he he's one cut and go. Um, he kind of reminds me of late stage Saints Mark Ingram, a little yeah. bit. You know, but also are, uh, also uh, you know Granderson saves his best games for Tom Brady. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> I am so I am I am so. Maybe it's my bias of the Saints kicked Tampa in the mouth twice, and in the playoff game, Brady was kind of not. He wasn't. He wasn't even really good against the Saints, and he was horrible against Green Bay in the second half. Like I just, all these people are like Tampa can go seventeen and zero. I just don't see it. I think they're gonna not. They're not gonna have as good an injury luck, and I just don't think they're set, like, like. I don't think they're a dominant, great football team. They won the Super Bowl, but that doesn't make them like an all-time team. That's yeah. just... I, I think the Saints have done a remarkable job. I, you can feel it in our Discord chat. Just the, the how the excitement getting Bradley right. Roby. And, and it's not mm-hmm. that Bradley Roby is the next great corner, but I think we all saw pretty clearly that we don't need the next great corner. We, we already have a, a, a stacked roster top to bottom, we just needed to fill in the holes. And that, that's a big one. That was the biggest one, arguably. Mm. And so with that addition, now you look at this team and especially, and this is the thing we keep talking about. If you can just stay in contention until Michael Thomas and Onyemata and Will Lutz are back, then all of a sudden it's like, where can you even poke holes on this roster anymore? Tight end maybe like, but Taysom Hill's going to play there and there's some excitement there. So it's just like, where is there an obvious hole on this roster? And I, I, I think the Saints, again, I, I just want to go back to like J.R. Sweezy got cut. Devontae Freeman got cut. You know, Brian Poole went on IR. So like a lot of those guys that they signed we were like, yeah, these are good moves. Chris Hogan is now on the roster. But like a lot of these guys, they got cut, which means that these younger guys that made the team instead of them, Latavius Murray got cut. Like that means they have young guys that – that earned their spots and that played pretty well. And Calvin Throckmorton is on this team. He, that means he's improving. And you know, Derek Kelly and, and Will, well, Will Clapp got hurt. So, you know, I think Will Clapp will bring him back eventually. But I just want to say that they could have gone with Derek Kelly again, but they went with Throckmorton instead. And so I think that's just an example. They could have gone with Sweezy, but they went with Throckmorton instead. And I, I just want to say, like, there are some younger players that I feel a lot better about because they clearly earned their spot. Yeah. 
Somebody said, uh, why is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck doing another Saints game? Uh, Sam, they're doing another Saints game because Fox hates us. That's the only they, explanation. Aren't they, I guess the Cowboys are on Thursday, huh? Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, like, my, my uh, YouTube, if, if you're a baseball fan, you realize YouTube does one game a week where it's only broadcast on YouTube. And the thing that YouTube is able to do is you can pick – you can have YouTube's announcers, you can have the Astros announcers, or the Mariners announcers. Why can Sunday Ticket or Fox or whoever, why can they not do this? Why can I not listen and listen to Mike Haas doing play-by-play? If YouTube can freaking do it, Sunday Ticket should be able to do it. Yeah, just sign saying. me up for that. I'm just saying. Um, Matt, thanks, thanks, for, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, you know what else, Andrew? People are like, bring Ingram back as the third back. The thing with Ingram is he doesn't play special teams. Like, you, the third back for the Saints has got to be Dwayne Washington, where you're you're doing all the special teams, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Ty Montgomery is. I kind of still count him as a running back, also. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Well, I, we'll see what happens at running back. I, I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that they don't have one on the practice squad. I think now that they've cut Latavius Murray, they really need kind of like a number three yeah. runner because right now I think it's time Montgomery. I don't really think you go into a situation where you need Dwayne Washington to carry the football with any sort of consistency. I you know, want he's, people- re- he's really a special teamer. So I would love for the Saints to try to go find – I don't know if Boston Scott at some point shakes loose or if they can try to get a, a running back like that that they have some – history with but they need a guy on the practice squad i forgot as boston scott existed i forgot boston scott existed until yeah, you what is, how, how far down the depth chart is he with the eagles is he still i think uh, he's a guy that plays i think they thing? like i think they like yeah. the eagles are, the eagles by the way i think they're gonna be fucking terrible like fingers crossed uh, i mean the only i would i i uh I, I didn't want to pick Atlanta in my survival pool this week, though. I don't have confidence in the Falcons, but I, I do think the Eagles are going to be terrible. By the way, well, I want – I was going to say, if you're going to pick – if you're ever going to pick the Panthers in a survivor pool, like this is the week to do it because you will never pick – they have a home game against the Jets, Sam Darnold going against his old team. And I'm, yeah. not, advi- I'm not advising you to pick the Panthers – but, but if you're going I'm just to do saying, it. like, you know, with Survivor, you don't you, normally you don't get to pick the same team again. So, like, if you were ever going to burn that card on the Panthers, this is the week. Yeah, I think I think I might. It's it, it's a risky play. I might do it. Risky play. I mean, it's look, it's always risky with the Panthers. But yeah, but it's it's yeah. a good point. The thing is, like, this thing is with Sam Darnold is like, and and me, I, I go back to the Mina Cons and Robert Mays podcast. But I, I watched. I watched him play in the preseason too. He's like looking at one of those um, those paintings. It's like an ink blot. You can see whatever you want to see because he had like two good throws, and then he had like three plays where it's like, oh yeah, he he held on the ball for four and a half seconds and had a had a strip sack, you know. Um, and I, I don't know, like Carolina, their offensive line is dreadful. Like they have one good guy, Tyler Moten, at, at right tackle, but the rest of them are garbage. And I'm just We'll see what they do. Um, Matt says he picked San Fran against Detroit. That's a good. That's a good survival pool pick. But the thing is, Matt, I'm always leery of like week one when like 75 percent of the people in the pool pick a certain game. Uh, but Detroit, well, looks pretty. 
They look pretty well, good. Uh, Dan Campbell said that he wants to bite people's kneecaps off. And, uh, you know, the 49ers didn't have much luck with their kneecaps last year. So he drinks like he drinks like 60 ounces of coffee every morning, which is just as a person that drinks a lot of coffee. That is frightening, you know? Um, yeah, it sure feels like he's compensating for something. <laughs> I want people – I want you guys to join us. Tell us how excited you are for the Saints 2021 season. I, you know, I, it felt weird because my excitement – the hurricane obviously just – it just dampens everything because it's chaos and it's horrible. And it dampened everything. But I got to say, coming out of it and the Saints trading for – Bradley Roby, like it was a shot of adrenaline, and I'm back. And, and I don't know if you saw this, but they just announced that like the Saints coming back to New Orleans for Week Four is very likely to happen. So yeah. you know, there's not going to be the extended time away like Katrina or full season, God forbid. But uh, you know, it looks like Week Four they'll be back at home, and so I don't know. It was a good day of Saints news. I feel like things are looking up. Things are really looking up. I'm, I'm, I know. You, what did you pick them? Eight and nine. Yeah, I'm already looking to revise that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully the NFC is down, and it's like it was last year, where that final seventh playoff spot you can get it in, and it's like eight, nine, nine, eight. And I'm telling you, I just you look at the two conferences, the Saints are in the right conference because you look at the AFC, you got mm-hmm. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You you know you got Josh Allen, you got yep. you you know uh, you got the you you got Cleveland. I'm at Baker Mayfield's no so, but they're they're they Cleveland Cleveland after decades decades they clearly have they have the right GM. They had another great draft. They're looking up. Um, Miami has a ton of picks. Whether you think of how they like Tua, they may get Deshaun Watson eventually. Their own early Tennessee's a good team. Tennessee, you know, you look at the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is probably gone after this year. Yeah, the the the, the 49ers have Trey Lance and eh, you don't know what he's going to be. I mean, I look at the NFC and it I see a path where things could go right for the Saints. They could be the 2 seed in the NFC. The NFC yeah. is so unpredictable and shaky. Tampa made it to the Super Bowl last year. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Tampa went to the Super Bowl last year, then anything is in play. Yeah, Tampa went to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady throwing three interceptions in the second half in Green Bay, and they still freaking won. You know, and the thing with Green Bay, look, I know the Saints, they, they, they did it where they almost won 50 games in a four-year span, but Green Bay has gone 13-3, and 13-3. I think the list of teams that have gone 13 and 3 three straight years, I want to say it's like the Bears under Ditka, uh San Francisco and like one other team. Like it is incredibly freaking hard to do and I just think they're going to regress a little bit. We'll, we'll see about um we'll see about Sunday. Uh Andrew uh, tight end. How are you feeling about t- the Vanette's on IR? But like we talked about Taysom, do you think do you think Troutman will be healthy and he's a guy that they've like 
because of injury or whatever, they're keeping him under wraps. And we may see some, like, things where, like, oh, Troutman, John Payton's been keeping that under wraps. Like, uh, well, he's, he's back. He practiced today. So, yeah, I expect him to start and play. Um, but, again, I, I'm really – Jawan Johnson's the one guy we really haven't talked about on the show yet. And I drafted him. I hope I didn't put the Marlboro stink on him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest. I was saying this on the chat earlier with Saints to Death, but I I feel like – I think it was Kevin I was talking to, but I, I think the problem with tight end is Troutman, I want to believe. I want to believe right, everything the believe. Saints are telling me. I want to think that he's the next Jimmy Graham. But until I see it, I'm, I'm still just kind of skeptical of Troutman. Like I, to yeah. me, he just, he just reeks of a three-catch – 21 yard performance kind of guy each week you know like I, like <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what the saints get out of him so I, I don't know we'll see like i hope he's more of like a a catch for 75 yard kind of tight end well the thing about the good thing the good thing about troutman is he's a really good and better blocker than the saints even imagined he could be so right. just his ability to block means he won't be a bust. And they didn't. They gave up a ton of picks for him, but it wasn't like they gave up a bunch of second-round picks for him. So I don't think he's going to be a bust. But my thing with the Saints is you aren't going to have Callaway and Bond and Troutman and Adiba. Like, all of these dudes aren't going to work out. Like, a couple of them are just going to be like, not work out or be like, eh. So, like, and the thing is, like, if you, if you, if you have made me choose which ones worked out, like, they can get by if Troutman ends up being a 20-catch, block-all-the-time, Hobie Brenner-type tight end. Like, the Saints can get by with that. Like, Sean Payton can make it work. They need Callaway to be great. They need Bond. Like, yeah. other, other dudes well, I would rather work out this is the This is the point with the offense, though, and this kind of goes back to them maybe being a little bit more unpredictable. Uh, Sean Payton maybe having a few more tricks up his sleeve. The one thing I've never liked about the Sproles and Graham era or the um, the era with uh, Michael Thomas and Kamara is that those guys were – those guys I just mentioned, they're all volume guys, right? Like you didn't see a bunch mm-hmm. of spreading the ball around where it's like – I always yeah. felt like when Breeze was his best, like Darnell freaking Dinkins was scoring a touchdown, you know, and, and Copper was catching a few balls. You know, it's just like – Everyone was going to eat in that offense because someone was always going to be wide open. And the Saints have in this offense just like a ton of interesting players. Like I go up and down the list and it's just like Jawan Johnson is your third tight end. But like I want him in there. Like I think he may only catch two or three passes in this game. But man, he could really hurt the Packers. And like Ty Montgomery too. Like I could see him catching one ball for 42 yards and a touchdown. You know, Taysom Hill has – this ability that your little Jordan is a guy that's sneaky good. Traquan Smith, like there's just all these guys on the saints and I don't see them all making plays obviously, but I just think there's a lot of capable players up and down this roster. Deontay Harris is obviously going to be a big part. And I just think Sean Payton has a lot of tools in his kit. And I don't know that he has, obviously he still has Camara and that's a volume guy, but after Camara, You've got a bunch of guys that are just like, we've seen them make plays. We know they're explosive. We know they're pretty good, but they're not volume guys. So it's like, who's going to step up and make that big play? And I think that's a little scary for the Packers in the sense that 
Sean Payton's going to come up with some funky designs and some crazy schemes. And one of those dudes is going to shake loose because of it. And I think they're good enough to capitalize on that opportunity. First play for Jameis under center against Green Bay. Is it a boring handoff to Kamara, a little like five-yard out pass? Or is it a play-action boot bomb shot play where Sean Payton just like throws down the gauntlet and is like, the dink and dunk days are over. I could see him making a statement right out of the gate. I could see I, – I really could. Um, I could also see him trying to incorporate Taysom Hill in some way right from the get-go uh, to send that message. I could also see a jet sweep with Deontay. I mean, the options are endless, man. Yeah. You know what was interesting? Uh, they had an article on The Athletic, and it was um, – they were talking about Joe Lombardi, and it was about Justin Herbert about how the Saints are trying to do the, – they're try, the, the Chargers are trying to do what the Saints did with Drew Brees, where Drew Brees was totally invested in the Saints' offense. Like, he, it was collaborative, right? He went and he said, I love these plays, and the, and the Saints would run those. So they're trying to do that with Justin Herbert, where he's really invested, and he's sort of the system. But the one thing that, that Brandon Staley was talking about with the Saints was he's like, the offense that Sean Payton runs now, like – when they ran it with Drew Brees and he had all those 5,000-yard passing years, you don't get to 5,000 yards doing checkdowns. And I just think people are going to remember that. Like the Saints used to throw the ball all over the freaking yard. And even in 2017 when Drew Brees' arm really started you could kind of, the decline kind of happened and he didn't throw it deep as much you would see those plays where you would always tell me i forgot how you described it andrew but the saints would do the play action and they would roll breeze out and i forgot how you described it but you were like they would roll him out all by himself and it was almost like he could load up his arm for the shot play outside of the pocket and they would do it to ted ginn and i just think you're going to see a lot more of that but it's going to be Jameis where he can make that throw much more um, with ease and much more frequently than Drew. There's just so many plays that they could not call, Ralph, the last four years. And you, when you talk about that playbook being a Rolodex of everything that Sean Payton's implemented over 16 years, and it's one of the biggest play. It's, it is the biggest playbook in the NFL. That's what Emmanuel Sanders has said, and all. It's because of the time that Sean Payton has been in New Orleans and he, they keep iterating, but everything stays in and they never take things out. I mean, it just, it's just a lot of the stuff lays dormant for a while, but there's all these plays that they have not been able to call for four years because of the lack of Bree's arm strength. And they're all, everything's back in play now. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be tremendous guys. And thanks for, thanks for joining us. It's probably all patrons, but if you're not a patron and even if you are, if you're not an annual patron, we are giving you two months for free all the way until kickoff Sunday at 3.30. So sign up as an annual patron, two months for free. If you're, if you're a patron already, just do it. You, get your, you, you, save two, you save two months. It's amazing. You should do it. So, guys, thanks for joining us. We had a good crowd tonight, Andrew, in, in the uh, Spotify Green Room app. And remember, in Spotify, follow Saints Happy Hour. That way – You'll get an alert. Boom. You know we're live. But we're live every Wednesday. Not about I'm telling you right now, Sean Payton is going to substitute the Packers to death. I am so pumped for this yep. game because 
we just just starting to talk about it and think about this matchup. I, I just think Sean Payton. Now, now that I've said this, <laughs> the, fir- the first play of the game is probably going to be like a four yard pass to Chris Hogan, which would be like the most boring possible outcome. I mean, would, wouldn't that be the worst? Like a pass to Chris Hogan for like three yards? No, because we can get we can get the ho- we can make Hogan's heroes jokes, so it wouldn't be all bad as long as it's like as long as it's like as long as it doesn't lose yards or he doesn't turn the ball over. I can make but, uh, you can make. Hogan's I just feel like jokes, the the, so. for the first possess- you know first play of the game. You know they're gonna have they're gonna have uh, Callaway, Deontay, and Lil Jordan in there. <laughs> you know Camaro will be in there, and then everybody comes out and they throw in Ty Montgomery and and Troutman and Taysom Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think they're going to have ridiculous personnel packages and the packages are just, their heads are going to be swimming. I think what, the first, what the, the more, hell do we do? With this? The more I think about it, it's not going to be a play action boot. It's going to be, they're going to do some kind of motion play action. They're going to do like uh, that fake sweep motion play where they have Deontay Harris come oh, yeah. around. They, they well, they, the no, they, you know, they like doing that with uh, Traquan where Traquan runs the crossing route on that play against the yeah. green. Yeah. Yeah. I could see and, that. Yeah. Pe- people forget he exists and he's well, wide I, open. That was going to be my next prediction. There is going to be a point in this game where the Packers forget that Traquan Smith exists. It's so much. It's my favorite thing. That's happening. It's It's just a matter. It's just a question of when. It's just a question of when. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Saints football. You know, it's like you know what it's like. It's like you know those game shows where it's like (laughs) pull out your phone when the gold coin you know goes in the in the in the corner of the screen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like that little thing like like where's Waldo that pops up at some point in the episode and. That's going to be like at, at some point during this episode of the Saints on Sunday, the Packers will forget Traquan Smith exists. Will, will you be able to spot it? <laughs> I cannot. I I can not wait. More because... more importantly, will Jameis be able to spot it? Because he's going to have to make that throw. All right. <laughs> you know, he's he's fine. He's looking good. Jameis is gonna Jameis is gonna be Jameis is gonna be amazing. I can't I can't wait for this game. And another reason to join Saints Happy Hour and become a patron, if you're not, get in the Discord channel. Our Discord channel on game day is so much more fun than Twitter. You should do it. So, guys, thanks for joining us. For Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you again tomorrow. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.